Yo, what is up? Welcome to Embrace the Madness. Holy cow, I haven't recorded a podcast in like three months, so if you have never tuned in, hello. My name is Madeline. I host this podcast, Embrace the Madness, to help you literally embrace the madness that is the world around us. I think we have so much shit that goes on kind of, you know, in our life and around us. And sometimes it really just doesn't make sense as we'll talk about today. But I think that we have so much to learn and so much to grow through experiencing this. And that's why I host this podcast. So we can talk about it and share and yeah, continue, continue loving each other and growing, even though we do go through madness and helping each other through the madness, you know, and I'll try not to say madness again, but yeah, so I guess let me get re-acclimated. The last time I touched base was December, I think, and we were getting ready to move, and so now we've moved, and a lot of craziness has happened since then, and now I feel like I'm finally at a place where I can talk about it, so I'm here to talk about it. The weather's also been way weird. It's been cold at night, hot in the day. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like 80 degrees this week. And I'm like, nose, please cooperate. Because my sinuses are just, they, they love to tell me when the pressure is changing outside. So I think we're going to be fine today. I think it'll be It'll be good, a good, nice podcast to get back into. I'm just excited that I'm doing it and I'm actually in a brand new space. I finally have my studio set up. I've got my Matto studio for my music and I've also got my like Embrace the Madness side. And yeah, if you've never heard, I'm also a DJ and electronic music producer So I've kind of got a lot happening in my life, but I think that's cool because I wouldn't have it any other way. And I love that I can have both to support me. And then, you know, if I am not necessarily feeling one, I can always bounce to the other. So I guess where we left off was me sharing kind of, yeah, the emotions of where I was. And if you haven't taken the time to listen to it, it's literally the episode before this. Um, I think like closing out cycles, we're moving, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I think, God, it just feels like a whole lifetime has happened since, since December. So our lease was up at the end of the year. Um, so like December 31 and we had made arrangements to, I wonder if we had even found the house during that time. Cause I think I released that episode actually in like November, but we still hadn't found a house. We finally found a house after Thanksgiving. I think it was when within the first couple of weeks of December. So it was kind of like anxiety inducing because I kept telling myself, oops, we're going to find somewhere. I promise it'll just work out. And I think I've talked about manifestation and kind of all of that on the pod a little bit, but 
I was really just practicing, like trusting that things were going to work out. And so we had finally found this place. It was mainly, I don't know. It just really reminded me of my grandparents' old house, which of course is nostalgic and you know how that goes. So we, I think we had like come to Nashville. We weren't like stressed, but we were also like, okay, well it is crunch time. And so I think we had gone, it was like, well, we had also saw a shitty house that had like fluorescent lights in the living room. And I was like, I don't think I could live with that and not like think about it every day. (laughs) So we had like gone to go see the house and we thought it was great. It was actually listed as a three one. So like three bedrooms. But when I think after we toured it, we were like, where's the third bedroom? So I think it actually got mislabeled as, you know, more bedrooms than what it had. So we were kind of like talking ourselves through. We were like, oh, yeah, we need to downsize anyways. We have a lot of stuff. Maybe we could get a shed uh, delivered or built or which I don't even know where we would have funded that project. But we were like really committed to making it work. So at that point, I think I had already been packing up the house kind of. Davis was still working his 40-hour-a-week job and we were just packing up the house. Well, we also had Christmas and saying bye to everybody kind of in the same like couple of weeks. So I think just going into it, we we just had a lot on our plate and I'm like remembering. It was definitely so many emotions. And I think even my friend pointed it out kind of in the Closing Out Cycles episode, just like hearing the emotion in my voice. And I think I was really sad. I was sad of leaving, leaving my hometown. I have never lived anywhere else other than like a semester abroad, but I don't really count that as living. That was four months. So I think four months and like 29 years was a big, big, big difference. So, yeah, I was sad about leaving our family. I think I just had never, never been away from my family like that. And I was feeling it. I was also feeling, like, the pressure of moving because Davis and I, we moved. This was, like, our first move together in a relationship. Um, Like, moving from one place to the next. We had both moved to our last house, but we had been living individually and then like moved our stuff there um so this time we were moving all of our stuff from one place to another so I was like taking care of all the u-hauls getting all the utilities started um our family and friends came to help us pack we had to get the biggest u-haul because we had so much stuff and like uh, that's like a whole I don't even want to go there because I've just like put it put it way far back in the recesses of my mind. (laughs) So I'm making sure everything's like going according to plan. Like when I, when I need to get shit done, I can get shit done. Um, I do procrastinate sometimes, but I was very on top of it. I even surprised myself, like had gotten all the utilities, um, in my name started all that stuff. 
So we had kept in contact. We were going to leave, I think it was like the Friday night because we wanted to, we wanted to get the keys before New Year's because I didn't want to have to like think about moving. I just wanted to like get here and just be done. You know what I mean? And so we had packed the car. I had packed, I was, I was so fucking proud of myself. I was like highly organized. I had everything ready for us to have what we needed for like three or four days. Um, so we didn't have to worry about like finding shit in the U-Haul or blah, blah, blah. Because like I said, we had a lot of stuff. And so we had all our little things. We got all of that taken care of. The car was packed. But we had probably taken like five or six hours longer than what we anticipated so we had kind of made the decision to just stay because I think we finished packing at like 11 p.m and driving three hours after packing and moving that was just that didn't seem very appealing so we went to go get some food came back put our mattress down and just went to sleep and woke up early the next day to go So I guess the U-Haul had been in our driveway for two or three days. Maybe, I guess, not even, I don't know, two days. I don't even remember at this point. But so much, so long that one of the tires had gotten stuck in the mud. And so if you don't know, the the biggest U-Haul they have is like, it looks like it has 18 wheeler wheels because it's got the two two wheels. So it's like twice as many wheels because um, there's so much stuff. But yeah, Davis was trying to pull out and he's like, it's not moving. And then I try and I'm like, it's not moving. So we look and just the tires fucking spinning in the mud. And dude, it's like 7 a.m. We had just, we had just, finished packing we were so like get get the heck out of here and we couldn't leave (laughs) so luckily which I'm realizing I never did a an episode like I wanted to on the year that Bonnaroo got canceled because of the hurricane and the mud but luckily this wasn't the first time we were in this situation so we were very resourceful and we had all of our like trash on the curb from cleaning everything out and we had like grabbed some cardboard to like try to stick under the tire and it was still spinning and so Davis and his genius brain was like let's get these little rocks so we had kind of made like this little gravel path and finally it worked and so we like pull out of the of the driveway and like we make it and we're like yes 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 and so we pull off and I think um we're like trying to get everything done and then at that point I think Davis had opened the U-Haul door and things spilled out one of which was motor oil so (laughs) we're like trying to go like really 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 bad and it was like one thing after another kind of situation and I was about to start crying I was like, we need to go meet this lady for the keys. We need to go. Like, my brain's, like, already in Nashville trying to, like, figure everything out and just get there. And so 
I'm like, calm down. It's okay. Just like, let's clean this up and just let's clean this up. (laughs) There's no sense in like getting angry. There's no sense in freaking out. Like we're going to figure it out. So I think we maybe, I don't know, like an hour detour and we were keeping in touch with the lady, the landlord lady. And yeah, finally we were leaving and we got, we got on the road. It was kind of like the shitty thing was it was like raining the whole time we were packing. And I was grateful because we had a little awning thing to cover and we didn't really have to get everything too wet. It was just like, you know, it was just going along with my mood and it was just like, it was just weird. I was just like, ready to get out of the the chaos that was the boxes and the moving and the stuff and just it just felt never ending so I was ready to be gone we make arrangements to meet the lady uh, I think around like 10 or I don't know 10 10 30 something like that so we pull up to the house you know, the last time we saw it was when we toured it a few weeks prior. And so we got there and she wasn't there yet. So we call her and we're like, hey, we're here. And she gives us the code. And so we're like so fucking stoked. We got the U-Haul in the driveway. We open the door and we hear water. And I think we both just kind of had the thought of like, well, that's not supposed to be the sound that you hear when you walk into your new place so we go and we look and we just see water just dripping from the ceiling the floor the har- the beautiful hardwood floor is just wet like soaked we walk a little bit further and there's just ceiling insulation all over this room And it was crazy because like, you know, on the drive, I'm like, oh, where's our bedroom going to be? Where's our blah, 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 blah going to be? And then I'm like, oh, cool. That was the room that I thought our bedroom could be. So I think like we were both like fucking delirious and we're just like, what? So we call her and we tell her what's happening. And of course she's like, oh my God. And... I think we were like talking to the neighbor and we're like, yeah, the house is flooded and all that stuff. And she's like, oh my God, I remember being there as a kid. And I just remember being like, so like WTF and like, we try to make the best out of a piece of poop, you know, like we are both like, oh man, well, maybe it'll get fixed soon. Like we reach out to our friends and we're like, oh, hey, look, all of our shit fucking is wet. And they're like, oh, well, let's go get like, of course, our friends are resourceful. And they're like, oh, well, let's go get some fans and dehumidifiers and like, let's get this going. And like, of course, at that point, well, we're like, okay, well, we're not fucking living here for now. So just the just more chaos of like having to call U-Haul and explain the situation and blah 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 and like it was just literally a nightmare and like I was in good spirits probably because I was exhausted and we were like 
explaining to her like, oh, it's okay. Like we understand that this shit, like literally no one could have predicted or blah, 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 blah. So we're like hanging out there all day. Um, our friend comes, brings pizza, just kind of like emotional support that day. And I think after a few hours, I was like, I need to leave. Like, I need to get out of this place. Like, I think it started like hitting me just like the reality of the situation, you know, like gratefully we had a place to stay that night and would, would have a place to stay for the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I think even just like reflecting on it and thinking about it, I'm just like, holy shit. And so the landlady's like trying to coordinate, get people to come. And around that time, like we were experiencing like single digit rare temperatures in Tennessee. And even in, in, you know, our, our old town, like we had done so well, it was like an old house and like Davis even put a sleeping bag in the basement around the pipes and like we just like had taken so much care to make sure that our old place um didn't like have burst pipes because you know everybody in the city was experiencing it so many people were and so just the irony of getting to our new place and like that's what had happened so just a whole lot of feelings and emotions just all together plus being tired and I was yeah we were just like let's just go like do they they need us here anymore because blah 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 I gotta go and they they were on the the phone um trying to get us to you know I think they were trying to help out and find us a new place I knew what I wanted in a house and I knew that I wasn't in a place to make a decision at that point. I don't think anyone could have made a logical or rational decision. I mean, they could have. Let me take that back. They could have. But me in my state, like I needed time. I know myself. I'm, I knew I needed more than like fucking three hours to find a new place. You know what I mean? And so I was just like, no, like, we'll let you know. We just need to go fucking sit home. Because we had just spent, like, the last four to five, hell, probably even a week, just, like, a tornado. Like, just moving so fast that, yeah, we just, we needed to take a break. I didn't want to make any more decisions, and I think Davis probably felt the same. (laughs) So, we go... And, like, at that point, they were like, oh, well, maybe it will take two weeks to fix. Maybe it will take – we're not really sure. Things like that. And so, yeah. I don't know if that point I had been like, oh, well, we'll just come back to this place. I think there were just some things that were, like, happening. And even I think, like, my friend – my friend's friend had come and he was like – oh, well, you'll never know, like, if the mold and, like, the water actually gets all the way completely out. And, of course, that sets off, like, a little ding, ding, ding in my head because the one time I took an allergy test in college, I'm very allergic to mold. And so I was like, shit. And then there was, like, I think the neighbor had, like, dog poop and that I literally probably almost stepped in three times. And I was thinking, like, well, you know, it would... 
really be unfortunate to have to avoid stepping in this every day I walk in my yard. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think like once the dust had settled, it was just, there's just a lot. And like, I'm actually being really kind and objective in this podcast. Um, I'm sure there were a lot of expletives mentioned. And I definitely was going through like weird, like it was just weird. Like the range of emotions that I experienced, it was just a lot. Like we had just made this brand new transition, this really hard, scary transition, leaving our friends and family, leaving my hometown, our hometown. I think Davis, Davis isn't from there, but, um, he's lived there a lot of his life. And so yeah, it was just like the chaos of all of that, plus this, plus me thinking that, oh, I thought this was the house that was going to work out, and then it didn't work out. Like, what does that mean? Does it mean anything? Like, is it going to work out? I think I just had so many question marks happening, and yeah, it was it was just a lot, a lot of feelings. Um, I cried a lot. I think, like, I think anyone would. I think I was also, like, very humbled and just very, like, okay, well, you have a place to stay. And I think that is, like, the biggest blessing out of all this because, you know, not everybody is able to move to a new city and, like, have support and have a place to stay. Um, Thank you, Jordan. After something like this, you know? So... Also, I forgot to mention, so the U-Haul. So I had called, God bless. I had called and like they were so understanding, thankfully. And we basically had to go. Fortunately, we got a month free storage with the rental. And I think that fucking saved our ass because we had to go move every single all the stuff that we had just taken out of our house, we had to go put it in a, I think like 10 by 18 storage unit box. And great graciously had the help of, of our friends in Nashville to help us load all this stuff. But like, I was, I was like checking out, like, I just like, couldn't believe what was happening I couldn't believe that we were having to put all of our stuff back into a storage unit. I couldn't believe I was just overwhelmed because like this, this big project that I had orchestrated and organized and planned for was just like getting disorganized. I didn't know. I didn't, we had so much stuff. I didn't know what the heck was going on. Like, it was just, it was just a lot. And like, I really don't know what I would have done without all the people who have helped us during this. Like I couldn't have done it by myself. That's for fucking sure. And yeah, there, I just wanted to check out, like, I just didn't want, I didn't want to deal with what was going on anymore. Like, and I don't think anyone would have either, you know, like, I don't think I was crazy and how I was responding. And a lot of my friends were even like, you're actually handling this really well. And I'm so grateful for my, 
my practices and my mindset, but it was just, this was a huge fucking test of it. Like, oh, if you're going to go be chill, well, let's see how this happens. And I don't think this is like the universe or nature trying to like fuck with me or be malicious, you know, like I think it was really just like, okay, well, you've learned all these tools. Now here's an example to put them into practice. And I keep thinking, like, I swear to God, I think I kept telling myself like an affirmation that I would like to adopt is being comfortable being uncomfortable. And now that I think about it, I just like huge face palm because I'm just like, geez, man. Of course, that's what your affirmation was. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's like mainly that story. Uh, also, yeah, we, it was possible that we were able to stay with my friend who had some extra room in her place. And so we kind of had to just, temporarily start rebuilding and I think for I don't know the first few weeks I just felt like oh I'm just spending a weekend trip in Nashville and I'm going back home soon and I think it was like weird for me to it was really difficult actually for me to like fully like mentally unpack you know what I mean like at that point I didn't have any stuff. Like I just had my weekend bag. Like literally I told you I packed us for like two to four days with the intent of being able to get everything out within, you know, the first 24 hours of being there. Cause we have to return the U-Haul. So all the stuff that we plan on getting access to was locked in a storage unit. And because the, we had so much stuff and the storage unit was a lot smaller there was just no way to organize it without like it taking forever. So we just put it all in there. And also thanks to Daniel and Dwayne for letting us borrow some storage unit space, which another here, I'll talk about that in a second, but yeah, I think it was just so hard to unpack mentally, spiritually, physically, because it just didn't feel right. Like it just didn't feel like, it was just, it was bizarre. Like, I literally feel like we were having a whole psychedelic experience for, like, December to January. It was just weird. Like, weird. Weird. I'm not going to say weird again. Oh, yeah. But there's a couple things that were, like, that felt like funny ha-has from the universe. And not, like, funny ha-ha, like, malicious. I just, I don't know. R- reminders for me to be present I don't know or just like laugh at the cosmic joke of it all like when the landlady was on hold for one of the contractors or whatever to come out to the house the hold music was my heart will go on and I don't know if you've ever seen fucking Titanic but water flooded the Titanic and so I heard that and I was like are they literally playing this right now like is this literally happening it was just so goofy. And then and then we got our storage unit and kind of find out it was literally at the same location right next to our friend's storage unit. So it was almost like 
we were being like intentionally guided through this shitty experience. And I kept having these feelings of like, okay, well, we're being taken care of. We're being looked after. Like something's happening in that this feels like it's supposed to be happening, which is also like cognitive dissonance in a way because I was just completely in shock that this was all happening. But yeah, so those little things kind of were just like, okay, well, someone's someone's watching and paying attention, so maybe I should just let go or surrender or trust that things are going to work out. And that was also a big thing too because I've had a lot of those moments like if I prescribe to these kind of like universal ideas like everything is happening for a reason or, you know, things like that. I try to apply it and say, well, I wonder how this happens. And I think there are definitely some things that don't really make sense. And I kind of like chalk it to just being a human with less consciousness who doesn't know, like, especially if, you know, our loved ones pass or if terrible things happen, it doesn't really make sense why it's happening. Like, what's the reason that the person that I love and care about isn't here anymore? You know, like, it's not always the easiest thing to do. And I think this was another example, like, why the fuck did this just happen? Why, why do we just go to move all of our things? And then it completely fell through right in front of our face. Like, it was just a lot of that. And I think because it was so jarring and because, you know, we didn't imagine it or predict it, like, I didn't know how to make sense of it. I don't think, like, with my head down, I was even able to see any of it. I I was just so caught up in, like, what the fuck? Like, why did this just happen? Like, I mean, yes, I think my ego got triggered. I think my ego was present the whole time because, you know, my security and safety was kind of in limbo, but I don't, I, I don't think I was really like, why me for a lot of it? I think of course I naturally had those like thoughts of like, why me? But yeah, I mean, it also was hard not to like just completely go into victim mode because I'll keep it civil and I'll keep it neutral and vague but like you know I think things didn't work out for a reason because the way it all went down and you know figuring out all of the logistics in terms of the lease that we just signed so all I'm gonna say is I think we definitely dodged a bullet and definitely definitely were being redirected and that that's like a big you know, principle that I'm learning is just like rejection is redirection. And of course, like that's a big thing for our ego to, you know, make peace with because rejection or failure is obviously like, what did I do wrong? Like, why is this happening to me? Here we are. So during the, I guess it's like January. Well, we had all planned on like getting all our stuff ready, hit the ground running, get new jobs, get blah, 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 blah. Well, obviously none of that happened. I think actually Davis was, Davis had his job until the last 
day of January. So like during that time, he was still working and I was, I had like my little remote job. I mean, I still have it, but I was working, you know, as much as made sense for me and, and trying to get things taken care of on my end and looking for new jobs and not really enjoying what I was finding. And we're also like, well, where are we going to live? I wasn't liking any of the places that we saw. And, uh, another friend had sent this, uh, sent their friend's place that they were renting. Um, and I wasn't stoked about having to live above someone at first, I think, especially if you are a veteran listener of the podcast and you have experienced all of the locations that I have recorded in, I used to live in the upstairs of an apartment and (laughs) our new landlord, like, politely reminded me that a baby didn't live downstairs, but I was so paranoid and had all of these like paranoid thoughts of how I needed to be quiet and how I needed to tiptoe. And like, that just wasn't something I was interested in just as a, like living, like if you have like experienced feeling like you need to walk on eggshells, literally it's just, it just takes up a lot of mental energy. I'll just say that. And so I think like, I just didn't, I just wasn't interested in moving to a place where somebody was like living downstairs. Fast forward, we're living in that house now. (laughs) Because I mean, I kind of was like, okay, well, yes, it's, It is like going to remind you of the past and trigger you, but it's literally everything that you wanted in a place. It's literally the budget that you are asking for. It's literally bigger than the place that you were just in, and it's definitely a different landlord. Which all I'll say is we dodged a bullet. That's all I'll say. And so, yeah. It was nice to finally have a place. It was nice to, you know, do the process again. And yeah, just a lot going on. So fast forward a little bit more. We signed at the end of January. So we had been living with my friend for like a month. And goodness gracious. I'm just like so thankful that we are here now. We've got all all of our stuff out of boxes, um, more or less. I think we're still kind of trying to sort everything else out. Sort everything out. This place actually has a shed, so I'm really excited. Davis got to keep all his tools and wood things um, out there, and it's a beautiful front yard, backyard, front porch, so many things that we really care about that we wouldn't have had at our last place had it worked out. We have so much room. We each have enough room for us to have like our little space 
So I've got my studio room. Davey's got his um, that we can just kind of like do our creative stuff. We've got so much space. It's just, yeah, it really truly feels so good to have everything out. And it feels good to be able to, one, even be in a mentally and emotionally sound place to record a podcast, but it feels good to go back to normal. Like I haven't felt normal since, I don't know, three months ago, two and a half months ago, just not having my stuff. Like all my stuff's literally been in a storage unit for a month and a half. And I guess just in boxes. But yeah, that's kind of like the story of what happened. And oh yeah, I also through another friend, thanks Amy, got um, recommended this job that is so cool. I get to teach science clubs to kids after school, which is like a dream come true. I was literally like, what can I do doing research and wearing a lab coat without needing to have a degree past bachelor's and work at hospital? And the universe was like, well, here you go. (laughs) So I'm really excited and grateful to be able to have the time and the space to continue my creative stuff and to have a job with income and just so many blessings that came out on the other side of all of this like chaos that happened. I think some of the things that I wanted to talk about too was like, like I said, I wasn't really able to reflect on it and integrate that for a minute because I think I needed the, the time to go through those emotions. And I mean, we literally had to let it all play out, you know, step by step because it's not like you can just like snap your fingers and everything's just fixed, you know, like there are going to be times where we have to live in the discomfort for several days, for weeks, you know, like we can't just expect everything to be perfect all the time or go according to plan. Like I think the biggest thing was like humbling me in that, like you can plan oh my God, a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. Literally, like you can plan as much as you want, but like you are going to set yourself up for disappointment if you like expect and believe these plans to go through no matter what. You know what I mean? Like I, this has been a huge lesson for me in just letting go, letting go of shit that doesn't matter, letting go of my expectations, letting go of what I thought was going to happen, letting go of how I thought people would treat me, letting go all my stuff. Like I was actually really proud of me for being okay with not having access to any of my things. I think I literally just kind of turned off that part of my brain. I was like, if it's not here in front of me, I don't own it. Like (laughs) there was just so much letting go that in retrospect, now I see had to happen. But of course, back then, you know, like, you're like, well, I'm fine. I don't need to let go of that. But it seems like obviously, I still had a lot that I was holding on to. 
And I think like it was just me wanting to like be safe and have security. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having expectations and yeah, having, having this idea that things are going to work out this way and, you know, kind of expecting them to, too. And it's just like wild to think about also that like, you can't like, thank God I was listening to like that small voice, my intuition saying like, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. You're going to have to go through this crazy chaotic path. My intuition didn't tell me that part, (laughs) but it just kept telling me like, it's going to work out. And it's crazy because like this at least was a practice in me because I was freaking out like before. Well, I was telling myself not to freak out at the beginning because I was like, look, it's going to work out the way it's supposed to. You're going to find a house. It's all going to work out. And like, I'm just thinking of like me worrying about a job or me worrying about a house. Like thankfully it all worked out and thankfully, you know, we were financially able to make it all work out. But I guess it's like me telling my previous self and my ego, like, see, this is why you didn't get that interview or this is why the interview didn't work out or this is why this didn't work out. This is why this didn't work out because this needed to happen so this could happen, you know? And like, we don't know that beforehand and it's something we can only know through, you know, reflecting and looking back and having time to process and integrate because then it all starts to make sense. You know, like when I was sad and and deep in, in it like I couldn't have known that this was going to happen or I couldn't have known that this needed to happen and it's just like it's just incredible the way our life is and existence is because we don't know we literally don't know but like I think that we are conditioned to fear the worst like to have the biggest fear of uncertainty or to not trust ourselves or to not trust things to work out in the best way, I guess. And this has also been a fucking situation where I had to embrace madness. Like I had to, (laughs) I had to practice what I preach and, and really like go through that whole transformation, that whole journey that whole experience of like everything that I thought like crumbling right in front of me and and trusting that you know there was something being orchestrated behind the scenes that I wasn't privy to and I had to trust and I had to keep believing and I had to yeah let go of the doubt and the fear Because if I would have just stayed in, like, a fearful, sad place, I probably would still be there. And I think, too, like, as much as discomfort and frustration and sadness is, like, we don't want to feel those things, I really think that letting myself be exhausted and letting myself be sad and angry and confused really 
kind of like just kept me going. Like I allowed myself to move through all of those weird feelings. And I don't think I would be where I'm at if I didn't. I think if I were to resist all of that stuff, I would still be pissed. I would still be angry. And I'm still releasing a lot of that because, you know, people are doing the best that they can with the tools that they have. But it's also frustrating, like, me knowing that I have kind intentions and then, you know, people not always treating me like that or people doing their thing. Like, so this has also allowed me to see people for where they are and not take their actions or words personally because it feels personal, but everybody's doing the best that they can with the tools that they have. And that is just the period on the sentence that I'm going to say. Um, what else? I wonder if there's anything else. Yeah. It's just, it's just been wild. Like literally it just felt like a whole psychedelic trip, but now, and that was what was so hard too. Cause everyone's like, how's Nashville? How's it going? How's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you want the real answer? Because it's not, not really fun right now. <laughs> it's not really what I thought it was going to be. Um, but now that I'm settling into it and now that we're in this place, like, and it's just crazy, like how it's literally everything I think I wanted truly. It's like kind of rural, but not rural, but it feels rural and we're pretty, not centrally located, but just in a good spot to access a lot of the city and we've got cool stuff around us there's um some trails like at the end of our street and we're just we're just so lucky and so blessed and not a day goes by that I like celebrate the gratitude for all of this and and I'm still still trying to figure out how to integrate, you know, what just fucking happened um, into my life. But I have learned a lot about myself. And, you know, Davis and I have also been really challenged in our relationship. And I think we are a whole lot stronger. You know, we've been through so much crazy, terrible shit together that like, we're like, oh, we can literally do anything now as long as we like talk to each other and allow each other to just be like, we can do anything. Um, and yeah, I definitely think now my resilience meters bigger. Um, <laughs> my tolerance level is, I guess, higher. There's just a lot. There's a lot. And I think like, I, like it's literally only been, I guess, almost two months since we, it's been two months since Christmas. Um, so yeah, I think there's probably still more to be revealed and, and even if there's not, that's okay too. I think I just am taking it day by day and continuing to have gratitude for what I do have and 
continuing to feel accepting of letting go of what I don't need or what doesn't belong in my life anymore. And yeah, yeah, it's a lot. But I'm just excited, like, and I want to start doing a video component to my podcast too. I think I was trying to get set up for this episode, but I was like, if you wait till you get it perfect, then you're never going to record this episode. So let's just get this one down. Just start, start the creativity cycle and just start. Because I have like all of this too has put me in a creative funk. And I think I just needed this funk. And, you know, sometimes we need these like completely terrible, horrible experiences to like break us open and, and really call on us to be vulnerable and, and, and see what's true for us. And so I'm grateful to be at a space where I feel like I can start to create or start to feel confident to show up on social media, to record podcasts, to get back to what it is that I need to be doing. Because I think despite like feeling like, you know, there's shit going on all the time, like I still believe that I'm supposed to be sharing my love and sharing my message and sharing hope and and wisdom to my my community and my audience and I want to be able to get to a space where I can do that. And I I know that I'm not always going to be feeling 100% and you know, there are going to be times when I have to go through shitty experiences, but I think that like this is a big part of embrace the madness. Like I believe that that this suffering is universal. Meaning that, you know, because we are human, we are all going to experience varying degrees of like the spectrum of human emotion. But I think that the cool thing is we can communicate what's helped us and and share those lessons with the ones around us to help them through their shitty times and to help them get through whatever whatever it is they might be going through. And so I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to be getting serious again. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, it's at embrace the madness underscore. You'll see that I have been doing a special this February for one-on-one clarity sessions. For only $33, you get a Zoom call with me. We'll chat for 30 minutes And we will do a personalized worksheet to see where you're at and see where you want to go and maybe some places that you feel stuck and just kind of help you talk through that and build that bridge to get you to where you want to be and and feeling good about where you're going and where you are and, and getting unstuck and yeah, just really helping you get clear and get closer to what it is you you want to do in the world and and bring to the world. And so if you are interested in that, I can also put a link to that in the show description. And what else? What else? What else? Yep. Those are $33 for the month of February. So as of right now, it's February 22nd, 222. And so you got six more days. 
And then I'm definitely going to do some one-on-one stuff after that. I just need to get it all planned out and post. And if you are interested in anything else that I've put out, I've also got an awesome Recharge Your Reality digital workbook that will help you um, get kind of clear on what reality you would like to experience and how you can begin to create that for yourself right now. That's only $5.55 on my Shopify. Again, I will put that in the link. And if you uh, just want the link, it's embracethemadness.myshopify.com. And I'm just so grateful to be back. And I'm so grateful to have community and listeners like you to listen to my stories and listen to me talking and support me especially when I'm going through the madness. So I think that might be it for today's episode. Again, I'm excited to be creating and to be back. And as always, if you have any suggestions or comments, please DM me on Instagram. Again, it's at embrace the madness underscore. And yeah, if you ever want to hear a specific topic on the podcast, I'm more than happy to read your DMs and see what you've got to share. I love y'all so, so very much. And I will catch you later in another episode. Love y'all. Bye.